Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then move my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Well, you can't take the southern influence out of the boy, especially one from a small town in Alabama. Not too far from Muscle Shoals, that is. That time spent also... Uh, a little bit in Mississippi. He's got influences from all over this area. And then there's the gospel meets the Southern Rock. And then that's my guest today. Eventually, like so many of us, he needed to take his craft and talent and head to Nashville to continue to develop and work on getting all that music to the masses. Today's guest's life path of writing songs and singing them for a living started in his early teens and he's never turned back nor will he. Please welcome to In a Mississippi Minute, the wonderfully talented singer-songwriter. He's on a road trip. He needs a vacation. Drake White. What's up, Drake? What's happening, man? How you doing? I'm good. All right, tell me where you're going. I know you, you said you had to get away from Nashville. I, I like that. So where are you going? Yeah, me and, uh, me and my wife are headed to Arkansas, uh, about, about an hour west of Memphis. We're going out in the middle of nowhere to just... Uh, Hang out with some friends and uh, sitting around a fire and just hanging out, picking a little bit. Are you the only one that has the skills when you show up at the fire? So is it like a gig? Yeah, I think every fire is a gig, you know. So, <laughs> um, so you're really not going on any sort of getaway. But, you know, for us, for us types, I, I was making the joke because from so many years, and it still happens, uh, family and friends goes, you got to get out, you got to play, you got to play us some songs and just kind of hang. And so we've always been that guy, right? <laughs> since, yeah. since growing up. There's something sort of kind of nice about it because for people that don't know what it's like to go try to have a hit song and, and the road, you end up in a lot of conference rooms. And uh, it, you, we've already done the conference room for all our friends and family our whole lives, right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you say that, Steve. I mean, it, it's so true. You, you try to make a conference room magic, and that's pretty daunting. That's a pretty daunting task. Yeah. To get uh, to get the magic in there, but but I've done it. I've, I've managed to do it. But to get out in in nature, that's where I see God. You know, and that's that's right. my happy place. I, I learned how to entertain people around a fire. You know, and learn how to play guitar and watching people play bluegrass and tell stories. And some of the best stories that I've ever heard, and I still use some of the stories that I heard and learned around the fire when I was a kid and on up through my teens. But there's a lot of bull get shot and a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of beer, a lot of whiskey, a lot of music, and yeah. uh, 
just uh, just a lot of cool things. I, I, sorry to keep going on that, but I've got keep something going. really interesting. A, a friend of mine, uh, she she was talking the other day. We were having this what we call scintillating conversation. And uh, she said, you know, I think people talk more when they're around a fire because they don't have to look at each other. Everybody's looking at the ambers, <laughs> the coals, you know. Yeah. They're yeah. just staring into the fire and they're not looking at each other. So you, you really get you really get that truth, you know, yeah. coming out around 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 those uh those coals so it that's that was a cool thing that i'd never really thought about so do you we're talking to drake white drake he's barreling down a uh he's in he's made it through west memphis so he's making it he's in he's in arkansas that's great my wife's from arkansas drake so uh, i spent a lot of time uh, uh, uh working on stealing uh, her over and whipping her over into mississippi and it worked out for a lot of years been a blessing so tell me where you find inspiration besides uh Obviously, uh, hanging out with your friends and doing what you're about to do—it's settling to your nerves. You know, you—you're in a business. We're both in a business where patience is the the, the patience of Job is always tested. Uh, where do you yeah. find your inspiration now? Uh, after getting married and after you know you're not you're not a teenager anymore. So right now, at this point in your life, uh, where else do you find it? Being from a small town, I, I always had a nomadic spirit, and so I've always wanted. I've always wanted to get out and see the world. And man, I mean, the last four or five years, Steve, I, we've been all over the place from Australia to London. I mean, we just, we just put, uh, you know, had a great crowd in London to kind of end our touring, our big touring, uh, year this year. And, uh, I've been, I've been all over the place. So I've, I became kind of a world traveler with the band and the guys. And, and you, you pull, you know, your influence off. Off, I, I pull my a lot of influence off travel. Um, I don't listen to a ton of music. Um, I I like listening to music, but I, I find myself going back to my standards. You know, Ray Charles or Stevie Ray Vaughan or you know whatever um, whatever that is. You know, stuff that I listened to when I was a kid. But um, that and really the sounds of nature. I love whistles and pops and the Roger Miller esque you know type things that that happen in music i like a kind of a funky a funky groovy you know appalachian soul type thing and and i love muscle shoals and what that did for the really the the whole um really the whole world in music oh yeah um but those are my those are my influence so so travel you know listening to my wife and and talking with her is a, a big influence um but just just trying to come from a different uh, a different planet, really, a different angle, a different, a different idea, and that's why I love songwriting because everything's always different, and it's you know you can you can write the same titles, you know, same title ten different ways, and they're going to be ten different songs, and yeah. um, you can play G, C, and D, you know, <laughs> yeah. ten million different ways, and it's going to be a totally different melody, and uh, so my influence is is really from travel. Uh, from just walking around and, and observing people, and it really comes from just touring and and being out there meeting meeting people, you know. Right. We're talking to Drake Drake White. Uh, exactly. You know, uh, you talk about songs. I always feel like when you're writing a song, uh, it's almost like giving birth. Uh, although you and I are giving birth, but we. But my point is, it is you're giving birth to this this beautiful creative being it turns into something that's uh that's real and uh and when you do that i always see it as i got to put this instrument to this song uh you know when when we're in nashville and you're making records 
you, you got some rules you got to sort of apply and and sort of make sure that you're living somewhat in a box so when you're when you're making your records you know i figured out a formula for me that made me happy and when it made me happy things started to work out but i was always really mm -hmm. difficult for the genre and I, and I always was and that's just the way it was and 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 i accepted it but i I embraced it, you know what I mean? So when you're, because you're a little different, man, you've got that Muscle Shoals influence. You've got, you're talking Stevie Ray, you know, the Southern Rock, the Almond Brothers and all that, but then you have this whole gospel thing, you know, which comes from rooted where you're from and the souls that, you know, the the the, the land that you grew up on and the people that, in, that inspired you. So how do you handle being different, because you are, how do you handle being different, but yet making sure that musically it's going to fit and you're still feeling like it's honest? I'm not sure I, I do handle it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I try. I think I need you as like a, a could, could I get you to be my mentor? Where I'll be your life coach. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. Cool. Cool, man. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it is the, uh, I, I heard a guy say where commerce and art intersect is a weird little intersection. And, and the box that you're all talking about, when I'm really focused on joy and things that make me happy, I just, I just go in and create. I'm not creating towards, uh, I'm not saying, hey, I'm going to write a hit today or I'm going to write, you know, and a, lot, and a lot of people do, and it's not wrong. It's not wrong. They, they go in and they have a, a formula that works, and they go in and they, and they do it. Um, but for me, you know, I think it's just going in and being unique and being my own person. I think God gave me a... a, a, a quiver full of arrows and it's and it's up to me to to use those arrows and and even though that i've got a lot of people that i look up to and that i like what they do um bb king said one time uh, when he was talking about Jimi hendrix he was like and he didn't say this pompously uh, he just said oh that he's good but he's not me and i'm not him right meaning right. that man nobody that steve azar you know there's there's nobody it's it's Drake White. We are uniquely our own person, and, and God gave us that, and and expects us to use the errors that are in our quiver. Uh, so I think uh, when it, when I think about you know moving forward and, and going and making records in Nashville, and I, I just I want to do something that 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 I can that, that makes my dad proud, and that makes my you know my granddad proud, and that's something that he'd turn on and listen to, or, or you know. Or my, my, my friends, you know, you got your friends that you look up to and that you make music with. And I think we all just have this group of friends that we're, we're trying to impress those dudes. Oh, yeah. And trying to trying to write songs for those guys. And I've got my 12, 15 dudes that that I think are just hung the moon. And, and, and I love the way they create. So I'm like, man, I bet I bet Brent Cobb would like this. Or, right. You know, I, I bet, you know, I bet Stapleton, you know, I bet Chris Stapleton would love that. I don't know Stapleton as well as that i don't call them up and say hey check this out but I, I i write and say man i bet i bet stevie ray is like this you know right I, I think i think like that you know i think we all do we, we, we search for that validation from our pupil and uh um, that's who i write for I uh, that my family and, and alex you know my wife we're talking to drake white <laughs> he's rolling down an arkansas highway right now finding gonna find tranquility with his bride, Alex, you're in the Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azo. We're going to be right back. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Everybody said we wouldn't make it, baby. Love don't live around here. 
I'm Steve Azar. We're back with the soulful Drake White as he's uh, barreling down a highway. I love it when my guests are on the phone uh, traveling somewhere to get away. Uh, and uh, and I appreciate you taking the time, Drake, to spend a Mississippi minute. You know, you're in Alabama. It's a lot like Mississippi. It takes a while for us to just kind of to get the story out. So we need it. We need all 60 of them to add up to a to a full Mississippi minute. So. Let's go back. You're 14 years old. You're a kid. Uh, gospel. I mean, so many of us got our start in churches. I mean, it, or, or, or really helped find ourselves. And obviously having that in, uh, you know, just sort of as a backdrop or actually living in the front is so important because the struggles along the way, you got you to gotta trust in the band with the plan. And ours just yep. doesn't sometimes make a lot of sense and doesn't, doesn't work out like we'd we we plan on it so take me back to growing up where did it all start uh did your folks play uh what was it like in small town alabama and when did you get hooked yeah yeah i've always gravitated towards music you know we we had this uh hoax bluff first baptist church that my mom and dad went to and on wednesday night they had a choir practice and man they had a choir i mean this was a they had about 350 members in this church, and 75 of them were in the choir. And uh, they had a really good organ player named Weta, and mm. a uh, you know on the on the other side, they had a good piano player. This these old old ladies could job, you know. And and my dad was just a killer singer, and uh, he you know it's getting close to Christmas time, so I'll tell this story. They used to build a what they call a living Christmas tree in the in the in the um, the sanctuary of the church. It was about a fifty foot tall Christmas tree, and the the choir members got in that Christmas tree and sang, sang like, and they put on a, a program, you know. And it was just like this magical time of year. So that's what I grew up around, you know. Wednesday night choir practice. Um, my dad just singing his butt off, and uh, he's got a great high tenor like Vince Gill type voice mm-hmm. and my mom was a great singer my grandfather was a preacher and um you know I just I just always remember thinking in the safety of that church and in the safety of music you know that's that's where I was born and that's where I still today that's where I feel safe and, and secure is when I'm making and create music and when I'm around you know whether the radio's playing or whether there's something being practiced or rehearsed and um, I didn't really get bit by the bug, though, Steve, until, um, you know, I was singing She Talks to Angels uh, when I was about 17 years old around a, around a fire that some buddies from high school had a band, you know, and they, one of the, they was called Geppetto. And one of, the, one of the members of the band had a sore throat or something, was just butchering She Talks to Angels, the Black Crows. And so I just, I just let it rip. <laughs> and when I let it rip, kind of everybody around, look and and it felt pretty good and it and it made me feel good and some you know an older guy josh pledger said hey dude you can you can sing and uh i knew i could sing i knew i that i was <laughs> cut it. from the same cloth as my dad and i knew i could sing and i'd sing in church and stuff like that but uh you know sports and uh, that kind of stuff was king uh fast forward to college i went to two years of junior college at gavin state and then transferred to auburn and a buddy of mine 
uh, he was down on his luck, needed some money. And uh, so he convinced me to go buy a Martin. I, I had a cheaper guitar, but we went and bought two Martins and a PA on a stick and set up in a cul-de-sac <laughs> and got shut down by the cops. The cops knew the guy that owned Wings to Go, this small bar down the road, and we started playing, dude. And we had a gig, you know, we had a gig for the next two years, you know, playing <laughs> all the time, playing covers. And we played two acoustic Martin guitars and that PA on, on a stick and I've still got it. And that's where I got bit. I was like, man, I, I can do this. You know, I can entertain and I, and I loved being on stage and kind of freestyling my way through, you know, the the chords I knew and, and just figuring it out and kind of cutting my teeth. And then I jumped on the road and, the rest was history, you know. So you finish Auburn, you graduate, you stayed in school. I did. Long I did. I did. My mom was an educator, so she kind of drilled that in my head, and, and I wanted to finish. You know, I wanted to to get in there and do it, and uh, I did. We we uh, finished with a degree called building science, which is kind of an engineering and a and a ma- um, construction management uh, uh, degree. So it uh it served me well, I guess. No, it does, and you know the. Uh, my parents, I promised them that I would graduate, and I promised myself. So I don't think there was ever a question. I think maybe my ability in school, making sure I went to class, was was its own thing. Uh, I had a lot of fun at Delta State, and uh, just really made friends for life. But you know what? I had I had I had the breeding ground of learning to really play live. And once you play for your friends there, and they bring their friends, the next thing you know, you're playing at the University of Arkansas, you're playing at Mississippi State. You know, it sort of grew. Did it? Did you have the band rolling at Auburn, and all of a sudden? you uh started you know it started branching out from there um well talent talent attracts talent you know and i'm saying that because of the story you were you were just saying you know when you start branching out and going um you wonder how everybody's from gainful back in those you know tom petty to to skinner and all those guys jacksonville games but like you're like how did all them well talent attracts talent and the answer is no. I, I mean, I played, I love acoustic music, and I played with me and, me and his name was Adam Barb, and we played, uh, you know, at Auburn until I graduated, and then I got a construction job in Nashville and moved, and I didn't I didn't know anybody. I had my yeah. guitar. Uh, I was staying with a friend uh, that, well, I did know one guy. I know knew Chris Plummer. He, he came out, and uh, I stayed with him and uh, just kind of started – started digging from there and, and meeting people and uh you know met met one met two then two turned into ten and you start writing and four years goes by i mean five years goes by and nobody says anything and you're like am i in the right spot and then one person walks into a bar in 2010 that's a producer that has passion and drive and you're pray, you know, you've been praying for it. You've been thinking about it, and then you realize that you've spent four years, and everybody that was around you was in the industry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't say anything. <laughs> and then you realize, well, I was, I wasn't really that good, uh, or or I was good, but I was, uh, you know, it's just God's way of. Well, you're finding yourself. Me. It just takes yeah, time, really man. You know. Yes, sifting, sifting, and and right, kind of pruning you back and, and getting you getting you ready for when the real I guess the real opportunities come you know well yeah it was sort of almost like when preparation when preparation meets opportunity when they collide it's a beautiful thing and you prepared and you're ready 
You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I had so many false starts in my life, Drake, that uh, that I look back and I go, man, what was I doing? I mean, what was I not doing? Or, and it was just a slow learner thing in me, but I was trying. You know what I mean? But it was I was being influenced by all of these people around me, and I thought that I could, I should be them because they were successful, and I could never be them. And man, I learned the hard way and the long way, and I, and I hit every pothole along the way. Tore a bunch of tires. Yeah. If I'm if I if my legs were tired, well, if my soul were tires, then I I went through quite a bit, of, uh, you know, many sets of them. And uh, but but it all worked out, and it and it's good. And I love the path you're on because it's so similar. And anybody that asks. You know what's it like? You know you're on this road and you're work, you know, making hits and all that. We, you and me, you're on the road that I was on. You're younger, and uh, and it's exact. And people people always ask. I love the fact that you left. You didn't know anybody, but maybe one person, and you slept on the floor or slept on the couch. My couch or my my floor was my buddy named Toast who went to Mississippi State. Him and his wife Pam. They had moved to Nashville, and I said, I need a floor. <laughs> they said, we'll give you a better. Yeah. We'll give you. We'll let you sleep on some cushions or something, but I'll never forget that, man. And they ended up actually being – I think Toast was actually it, – it's his nickname. His name is Mike Galatas, but, but, it, but we called him Toast. And he, he uh, uh, I think that he actually saw the birth of my babies before I did. We were that close. And it meant so much <laughs> that, he would, that they would open their door to me and allow me yeah. to, uh, to, you know – to, to give me that chance to to have somewhere to stay and we couldn't afford it. I mean, it was really amazing. But long story short, forget about that. I, I'm talking about you. We're talking to Drake White. He's rolling down an Arkansas highway. I love it. He's with his bride, Alex. And uh, you're in the Mississippi Minute. Drake, you get to play DJ. Now, I know you're talking Muscle Shoals, and I know my man David Briggs. He played on my last record, uh, my last album, uh, and he's part of my Kingsmen deal. And uh, also Norbert Putnam. I had him on my show. It Norbert told so many stories that I had to do two shows with him. Uh, so the yeah. those guys in Muscle Shoals, they were it. Mississippi is the birthplace of American music. I know you know all about it, and I know you were close yeah. enough. You, you get the North Mississippi All-Stars or Three Doors Down. Yeah. You're the DJ. Which one? Oh, North Mississippi All-Stars all the way. All right, all right. Luther and uh, Cody will be very happy that you chose them. Little North Mississippi All Stars. We're with Drake White. I'm Steve Azar. Keep it tuned in. You're in Mississippi Minute. So please, please don't leave me right now, girl. Cause right now, right now, oh no, no, no. Easier than ever to hear Super Talk anywhere. Now you can get Super Talk Mississippi on Amazon Alexa devices. Just go to supertalk.fm slash Alexa to find out more. For news, politics, sports, and the good things happening in Mississippi, the conversation starts here. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I ain't ever seen a heart so broken. I'm Steve Azar. We are with the soulful, gospel influence, southern rock influence. All adds up to this cool country, sort of whatever it is vibe. Drake White. Drake, who signed you at Dot or was it Big Machine? You know, I know all those guys. I know Harnin really well. Uh, and of course, Scott Bruschetta. Who came along 
take me past the producer. So the producer finds you. Does he hear about you before and goes to see you, or does he stumble upon you? And then what happens after that? Well, it goes back a little further. Uh, Luke Lewis actually signed me to Have Universal yeah. way back when. That's uh, where I was. Luke Lewis, yeah. Luke Lewis literally, Steve, three months later, retires to Charleston where he could play barefoot golf and, you know, I guess smoke weed all day, you know, yeah. whatever he's doing. Yeah. And so, uh, it, which that sounds like a great life, but... <laughs> He, he leaves, Duncan comes in, we get a single out, single didn't really work, got dropped. And it's all good, me and Duncan are still friends, but got dropped. And uh, Chris Stacy had actually offered me a, uh, a record deal at Warner before Luke Lewis did. And Chris Stacy was now on a venture with Scott Borchetta that was Dot Records. And that's right. four years ago, four or five years ago. And... Uh, so Chris Stacy comes in, and I'm the first person to sign at this new imprint uh, called Dot. You know, under under uh, the Big Machine label group, right? And uh, so yeah, that's where uh, a lot of passion. Uh, me being the you know first guy there, that staff and that group, they had tons of passion for me, and we we had you know we had a top twenty five. We got like a you know I think right inside the top twenty. I think it's like 14 or 15 with living the dream and, and then, uh, making me look good again was very impactful. And, uh, then dot folded. So, hmm. you know, yeah. I, I'm actually, you know, the whole career has been transitional and you're, you're probably laughing when I say that because my story is not just my story. I think it's everybody, every musician, everybody has, I mean, I know George Strait's been with Herb Wolby for 50,000 years, but I'm he's, saying, an, he's an anomaly. <laughs> so right, he's an anomaly. He's an anomaly, and, and for the most part, transition is part of the business. And that it, my my whole career has been transitional. So it's made my faith really, really strong, and it's made me pray, you know, really, really hard. And and just going through this thing, and just make the music, just make the music, make the records, make and have a good time, you know. And that's kind of been my motto. And just keep keep praying and keep the faith, and yeah. and uh, that's what I've that's what I've tried to do and and done. I've failed at it a lot of times, and my wife's kind of been like, "Well, you gotta you gotta keep on moving. You 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 gotta keep on going. We gotta keep keep trucking at this thing." So it's all been it's all been positive, but it's it's really it's it's not easy. It's right. not an easy thing, and I don't I don't want it to be. Easy. I yeah. never wanted it to be easy. I just I wanted to go out there and. And rock it, but that's that's kind of my family tree of of labels there. You've been, you've been doing this world tour. What made you leave the states? And I love playing overseas. So what made you do that? Uh, How did that opportunity come? And then you've been selling out shows over there. Um, how, what's that do for your confidence? And uh, and how did it all come about? Um. Well, it came about uh, my my. Yeah, no. Uh, Ron and Marcy uh, are two people that I would kind of attribute my. They were always like, "Man, you got to get out there and see the world." I mean, who, I who's kid, that again? You got to get. You were. I just lost you when you said that. Who? Who are the two people? My aunt and uncle, Ron, Ron and Marcy, my, my mom's sister. Okay. Um, those guys were always preaching to me that I had to get out and see the world, and and uh, it's a big world out there, and so I'd always been 
smitten by travel. And, and uh, so when I was, I don't know why I ended up in Nashville. You know, I, I could have went to Austin or New York or L.A. Or, and I thought about going to Austin. But Nashville and country music, I, I love storytelling and I love country music. But I, I consider myself, you know, just I just play music, whether it be blues or reggae or rock or, or gospel or, you know, it's all it's all kind of a, a fusion of everything. But um, I, I just always said, man, I, I'm going to get out there and go and play. There's a lot of people out there, you know, whether you're being, you know, New Zealand or Australia or Asia or Europe or Scandinavia or wherever you're at. I think uh, I just it was me saying what I've learned is whatever you say you are you are right in in music like and I said that I was going to be a a worldly musician I was going to be out there and be of the world not of the world I was going to be in the world not of the world you know right and, right. and just be out there and 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 uh, it's it's been it's afforded me the right to see you know all over all different cultures and and it's made my music better but more importantly it's made my made my heart better it's made my soul better made, made me want to give more and, and just realize that we're all the same no matter how different or how if you see an in or fox or whatever it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't matter everybody just wants to pursue uh their own form of happiness you know and that's that's what travel does it breaks down those barriers and, and that's that's how it happened, is because I, I manifested that at, at first. But then see the sea happen, that, that music festival over there. And right. I went over there. And Mac McAnally and me and Marin Morris and Liz Rose and uh, Christian Bush did a songwriter's deal for CMA. And, dude, it exploded. The people, there was probably 1,800 people there. And our next show was sold out. And then I played on the main stage at at C to C in front of about 25,000 people and then came back the next year and was putting six, seven, 800 people in, you know, all over Europe. Yeah. And now, you know, we, we, I think we put 1,300, 1,400 in, in London the last time we played a couple of weeks ago. And, and I mean, it's just like you're pinching yourself, you know, uh, but that's how it happened is it started as a kid with my aunt and uncle saying, you got to get out there and see the world, and so I'd always wanted to be like Tristan on Tristan on Legends of the Fall. You know that movie? Yeah, yeah. You know, I wanted I wanted to like not not crazy and freaking go nuts and all that stuff, but I wanted to sell across the world, sell around the world, and be that nomadic spirit. You know, I love it, and that's where it started. And you're doing it. We're talking to Drake White. He, uh, I just love that. Well, you're on the right journey. I can tell you right now, just talking to you, you're on the right path, and it's your path. It's, it's unique. Uh, in so many ways, tell me how you met your bride. I mean, it's it's going to be such. It's going to matter so much, uh, and it has mattered. I'm sure. How long you've been married and all that, but man, having the right one by your side in the music business is a beautiful thing, man. It it can carry you through it all. So, how'd you guys meet? Oh, well, she's sitting right next to me, so I have you better to, get it right. I guess I, I guess I have to tell the truth. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, we met, she is from Southside, Alabama, which is about, um, you know, 15 miles away a crow flies from, from Oaks Bluff, Alabama. And, you know, 
we we had known each other since we were 16, 17 years old. And uh, we kind of faith brought us together. Uh, she had been uh, in a relationship for a very long time uh, and was just newly out of that relationship. And I came home to play a gig 10, 12 years ago in Gadsden, Alabama, and, and she was there, and her friends were there, and, and she she became available, and, <laughs> I love you it. know, there's a lot to the story, but it's a small town, and and we just we just said, hey, I like you, and hey, you like me, and we, we fell in love from there, and got married about four, four and a half years ago, and uh, yeah, had two dogs in a house and a barn. <laughs> two dogs, a house, and a barn. No, no kids. I had a cat. She's saying that a cat. Oh, yeah, and a cat. <laughs> we have the neighbor's cat. I love it because we live we have a, we're on a pond, uh, and we yeah. obviously have the little crawling things, you know, the snakes here and there, and they we've even had them in our house. But it's... Uh, I love uh, them. Yeah. You love snakes? No, I don't love snakes. No, you love... I, it's not that I love cats. I don't mean to say not, sound like a crazy cat guy, but I, I do enjoy watching them hunt. Yeah. Like, watching them creep around. <laughs> We're with Drake White. I'm Steve Azar. Keep it tuned in. You're in Mississippi Man. Look at us with a big hit fans. Don't got a lot of money, but we're making a deal. Oh, for a truck with a dog in the back. Now, hey, we live in a dream. Hey, folks. In the market for new pillows, I'd like to tell you about who I believe strongly is the best pillow manufacturer made right here in the USA. My friends at Beds by Design and their amazing Omni Pillow. The Omni Pillow is made with a copper infused fabric and they use high quality fabric. The copper has been known to be antifungal, antibacterial, and good for the skin. The Omni Flow is the foam in the inside. Designed by their veteran team, the Omni Flow is a one of a kind product that is unlike any other material. It is a patent material that adjusts as the weight is applied. They combine that with responsive temperature control that regulates your body temperature as you sleep. OmniPilla has a 100-day return policy. And listen to this. They'll donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal? To give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com. That's OmniPillow.com. Enter promo code Steve Azar and receive 20% off with free shipping. You won't regret it. Thanks, guys. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We're back with the soulful Drake White. Where did the the, uh, the band name come from, Drake White and the Big Fire? Well, it's more than just the band name as well. You know, I, I'll, uh, I'm in a transitional spot with my band. You know, that, they've been with me. They were they were with me for seven, eight years. And uh, I'm kind of, uh, they, they wanted to move on and, and, and uh, explore some. They're all artists. Every one of them were artists or writers or whatever. And, you know, this grind that, that, me, that you were talking about earlier, my hockey stick kind of, I, I've always moved forward. There wasn't like one big hit that blasted me into the stratosphere. It's, right. It's always been go play 150 shows and, you know, and then after the 150 shows, you know, we're going to 
we're going to ask you to go play 200 more, you know, <laughs> or whatever, whatever it is. But the shows have always been there. So I said that to say this, you know, I'm, I'm working on, uh, I'm working with a guy named Dave Brainerd, um, that I love. He's got a couple of Grammys, one with Brandy Clark and, uh, he's just, he's just really cool. And we, we dove in and, uh, cut a couple of songs that are, I think we've cut six so far that I was just really passionate about. And, uh, I'm going to go out there, man, and put a new, put a new skin on this thing. I mean, it's already not a new skin, but you know, a new fire under it. And, uh, we're, we've got, we're going to be out with uh, Lyle Lovett and Chris Stapleton and, uh, Asimut Bride the first part of the year in, in London at C to C. Um, so we're doing that and we're going to be in like clubs, like, like in Boston, that uh, Paradise Rock Club or the Gramercy Theater in New York, we're going to go back to major markets and hit those, all those places that we went with Zach Brown and Eric Church and, and that, those guys that we opened for, Little Big Town. And we're going to go back and just hit those fans again. And, and me and Dave Brainer's going to finish this record out and push it out and push it out next year. Um, musically, is it feeling good to you? You feel really great, huh? Mu- you sound musically, alive, it's feeling but... better than, than it's ever, ever felt. Because yeah. it's uh, it's just knowing, knowing. I mean, it's it, it is a risk, and we're going out there because we're we're playing we're playing organic kind of soulful music. Yeah, and it's not necessarily what country radio radio is jumping all over. But like I said, I, I think I love country radio, and we'll be able to. And you know, I don't necessarily love the state that it's in right now, right. but I do love it. And I love the people that. There's a lot of people that champion me, and, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm sure I'll find my hit somewhere, but in the meantime, I'm going to serve fans. I'm going to serve fans and listen to God and listen to what he wants me to do, and I'm going to go out there, and, and uh, we got we got four. I can't believe I'm just not talking about this. We got four songs, uh, three of which are brand new, coming out uh, December the 14th. Okay. Um, oh, that's, those tunes wow. are brand new, and the reason I wanted to do them live is because I, I, that's where I thrive. That's where I'm... I, I love being live, and, and those those audiences are behind there, and, and it's like a six man to a five piece band. I you love know, it. They're, they're <laughs> like another instrument, and I, all I did is pull them right off the board and mixed them. You know, we mixed them ourselves. Got some friends to put it in, and the beauty of about 2000 and nearly 19 is you can call up Spotify and you can uh, put it out there. Right. So we're going to give the fans something to grind on here in the next couple, you know, couple weeks. So December fourteenth, uh, it comes out, and they can go to Drake White and find just it, it'll be as a new release. It'll be you'll see it, right? Yeah, man. Apple Three Music, the whole thing, right? The whole gamut. Love it, love it, love gamut. that. Well, look, so that, that's the plan. We're we're booked up, man. I lo- listen. Here's the deal: you're on such the right path, and uh, and the path can get cliche. You know what I mean? And uh, for anybody that's on it, but. Brother, I'm telling you right now, it's just it's your path and it's it's the right one and you got a hold of it. And you've got you you've got your bride and the good Lord by your side and in your heart and soul and and you've got all this creative, wonderful talent and just like uh you take the you know, the story I love the Bible story, I love the prodigal son because I think that they that, that it was written about me. And then I and then I love the yeah. one about the talents where you haven't buried one of them. You have fought for all of them. And you, you got everybody around you 
that matters, that helps lift you up and, and get you out of the holes when you're in them. And I know the road you're on. I've been on there. And I'm the guy that didn't have a, a, his first hit until he was 37. So trust me, yeah. uh, I'm a believer in uh, just getting better. And as you're getting better, you're building all this fan base, but you're building friends out there who are going to go to war for you and fight for you and love your music and celebrate it and lift it up. And, and uh, I'm going to let you go spend time with your bride, Alex, and spend time with your friends. I wish that uh, I was a star tonight hanging over the top of you and listening to what y'all are going to be playing. But I'm going to stay in my Mississippi Delta home with my bride, and we're going to cook something. And uh, I appreciate you taking uh, a Mississippi Minute with me and uh, – Blessings to you guys and, and just travel safe. Well, blessing to you, Steve. I, I enjoyed it. Come to Nashville and let's let's get a beer. I'm gonna bring you down to the Delta, but I will. I'll, I will. I will do it. We got. A, 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 I always tell my friends. You know, we've got a two. We've got this boutique air that flies twice a day to Nashville to Greenville, and but I always tell them uh, that it for some reason it doesn't go to Nashville. It only comes to Greenville, and they always laugh. You know, like whatever. <laughs> but, but listen, for our listeners that don't know how hard. This was a hard one because Drake and I were supposed to be on the phone 24 hours ago plus, and I was in technological purgatory, as I told him. It turns out that all of our phone lines in the ground have de- have decayed, and it happened. It must have happened about five hours or be- somewhere in that window before I was supposed to call Drake, so I'm glad we got this in. We've been in a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. We've been with the fabulous Drake White. We're out of here. I'm Steve Azar, in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.